The Entrepreneur Adventure, giving entrepreneurs the tools to climb higher and faster than ever before. We have legitimate businesses with legitimate revenue and, and some profit behind it. And, and I remember, I remember like it was yesterday, we were having the conversation about me buying you out. And I think you pitched the idea, why don't we just partner up and combine and do it together? Yeah. I said, why don't we just partner up and see what happens? And I was like, it's a great idea. Yeah. We shook hands. We never shared a whole lot of numbers. We never, we knew our businesses were similar in size. Mm -hmm. I had one huge client. You had 12 smaller clients, but they equaled about the same in our conversations of revenue and profit, but we didn't sit down and really compare numbers. We didn't do any due diligence. We didn't vet out any details of who was working for each company. We just said, okay, let's do it. And we shook hands right there and became 50-50 partners and rolled. Yeah. We didn't even sign papers or anything. No. We just threw it together, started figuring out what it, like, all right, what do we need to name it? Even we, then, I was like, well, I have the domain Athens Cleaning. Why don't we just call it Athens Cleaning Company? It, so it was, everything was so... It's a lot of trust. Just, it just was. Just it was like, let's do the... It just, casual we approach, yeah. Very casual, and it worked out for us. But... So we have a we've had a good partnership. We don't have to spend a bunch of time on that because we've done it with other episodes. I think right. we have established the fact that we have enough of a shared perspective on things and how we think things should be that that's the win for us. But we have very different strengths. That's so right. Like, you're more like you're incredibly gifted at executing. You know, you just make things happen, and I'm probably more geared toward thinking outside the box. So coming up with an idea that like is. I come up with 10 ideas, nine of them are bad and one's good, right? Because they're all just different or unique. But then you have the ability to help us like execute on those ideas. And uh, I was never gifted and good on the financial side of, of the business, which is why I was stuck. So you had that ability to be gifted in that area and it could take it off my, you know, off my plate. Mentally, I knew that would be good. And yeah, it worked for us. But we went from there into some other partnerships together where we brought in like third partners. Those are the fun ones. Yeah, and I tell you, that's, that's where... So you and I partnering, it just worked. It was very trusting. It worked. We didn't know our weaknesses and our strengths. We didn't talk about these things. We didn't know we were going to complement each other so well as partners. We just went into it. And I don't know if we fell into those roles or if we, that's just naturally where we got lucky. I don't know why it happened and worked so well, but it did. Now, our other partnerships, we brought in third partners. We've done that multiple times. I feel like that is where I really started learning business and how to be a business owner and mm -hmm. what not to do. I don't know if you feel that way. I learned more in our failed partnerships. Oh, and I say failed, you and I together, when we engaged in partners with other people, we were able to figure out exit strategies where financially it was a successful move and a successful venture. We learned a ton. It was not successful in the fact that we were able to make it work and build some huge, remarkable business out of it. Do you agree with that? Oh, 100%. So we've had, so one, I came into because of a trust issue, right? So you have a business that I'm not a partner in. That's right. And you're like, man, just come into this business with me and help me. Need help. Because there's a trust issue with your other partner. That's right. Yeah. I. So I was in the construction industry. That led into being in the emergency service business. And I had a partner that was performing at a really high level at another emergency service company. He left there to come partner with me to build an emergency service company together. I'm like, okay, I'll pivot from construction to emergency service. 
We'll grow this company. There's a huge market here. Profit margins are way better than they are in construction. This is way easier. You get in, get out. We got this. And from a business standpoint, growing a business from scratch, it was tremendously successful. We were able to grow it, uh, I mean, quickly. Well, like a month into the deal, there's some big pipe burst somewhere. Somebody oh, yeah. looks we up the number up. for ServPro and they call you on accident. We ended up with a, yeah, $130,000 job, yeah. like two months into the bit. I mean, we grew to $500,000 in revenue in like six months. It was phenomenal. But my partner and I, we just are on way different pages. He had spending issues and, and not from a spending issues where he was trying to go do the job and he had the knowledge of the job. I had the knowledge of where we need to be numbers wise. And it wasn't, he, he and I did not know how to communicate together for his spending to line up with my side of numbers of how that needed to land. And it, it, obviously it's emergency service. You're out there at two in the morning trying to patch together a $30,000 project, uh, I don't know how he would ever have the tools to make those decisions at two o'clock in the morning when you got to labor and materials and everything at that point. So it was an interesting business. Um, grew extremely well. And it started, when I say started from scratch, I mean name, logo, website, people, office place, location, equipment, everything was from scratch. And I just struggled with he and I being on the same page and I was very trusting, and he was a trusting business person. I think he was just very closed off with sharing personally what he was feeling or thinking yeah. or doing. There was just a, it wasn't so much a lack of business trust. It was just a lack of like being willing to go all in. Yeah. There was some guardedness there. It was there. really interesting because he legitimately was somebody you could call at three in the morning and he'd come pick you up. Yeah, absolutely. He would do anything for you. But it, but he would almost personally self-sabotage yeah. at certain points. You couldn't trust that he was telling you the truth because it seemed like maybe he was trying to protect something. Yeah. And so there's a trust issue, which is why you bring me in like, hey, man, I don't have time to deal with all this stuff. Can you help? With I need this help. Part? Which Just, is typically too part of the business when we're doing stuff. Like I work with people more than you do in our ventures and in that one we couldn't save it yeah what do you think looking back on it and you and i haven't ever really talked about this yeah. uh, i know you know in result we were able to navigate making enough money to pay off all the debt we're able to navigate him landing with another company in the same industry that company buying all our equipment and Exit strategy-wise, nobody lost any money. We all earned a lot. We made a little bit of money. It all worked out. So from a financial standpoint, it was successful. But from a relationship standpoint of it working or us learning how to manage and lead another partner, it didn't work. Still friends, kind of, I guess. Don't know where the guy's at now, but <laughs> still like the guy. He still likes us. We yeah. still communicated for a long time. Um, I, I you know, helped on the tax side for yeah. him and his wife for a long time. Uh, but what do you think, if we had that situation to do over, are we better equipped to handle that now? Uh, or were I we think, destined to fail from the start? Is there some people that we just have struggled from a partnership standpoint? Yeah, I think with hindsight 2020 is that we would realize that it would never be some never be a venture to enter into because the person, the, the person that was the third partner, good person, 
you know, he's like, I like the guy. Again, could be a great friend, but wasn't qualified to be the most important person, to be the key person in the business. That makes he sense. He couldn't handle the pressure of that. And so, yeah, and you, neither you nor I had the knowledge. So he was the key team member. We had to have him. And so, yeah, I would be like, that's because of the somewhat seemingly communication or character type issues that individual had. I think we would, we would recognize that more closely on the front side now and say like, this would be waste. This would be a tremendous emotional drain for us to be partnership that I don't know what material reward we could get from this that would make it worth the emotional expense. Yeah. And that, that was at the time, like I struggled because he had a ton of knowledge and a strong work ethic, uh, a, a really strong work ethic. The dude would, would be under a house at two o'clock yeah. in the morning and, and doing whatever work necessary. And he was a really good person, a really fun person to be around. I, I really trusted, I would trust him with personally yeah. anything I had, but when it come to trusting him in a business environment and business decisions, there was a lack of sharing. That's what made it tough. Yeah. I, I'll never forget, like, you know, it's the company, we're in this together. And all of a sudden I pull up to the office one day and he's got a new truck. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Company had, truck. Yeah. <laughs> and the company is like paid for a truck and like signed on to finance a truck. And I'm the financial guy. We hadn't even talked about it. He don't even know if we got any, any money. And, and so it was those kind of things that, he just was like, I need a truck. I got to have a truck to do business. I'm going to go buy a truck. And for him, mentally, that was the right decision. And from a partnership, it just didn't, yeah. that didn't line up. It was, and I think looking back at that personality that goes into business, whether it's a partnership or by themselves, it's hard to be successful when you're making emotional decisions really fast based on need, not on numbers and due diligence and making decisions at a higher business level. Yeah. And so the biggest lesson from that business is again, you and I went into business together in such a casual way, but from that particular business, the biggest lesson to be learned is to, you got, you got to know who you partner up with from a, their emotional health standpoint. Mm -hmm. I would look back, I'd say, Hey, that guy was just really struggling with his emotional health. Yeah. Which again, all these other things we could say, there are good things about him. He couldn't be consistent. He couldn't communicate truth because he was just struggling as an individual with something. Sure. And it made him where he wasn't a good business partner. Um, but a good guy. And again, kind of that one kind of worked itself out. It did. It, it and I don't worked. think either of us were sad about it. No, not at all. It and it, it worked itself. I was interesting. It worked itself out in a great way. But just like everything else in that partnership, it worked itself out in somewhat of a shady way. There were some. Yes. Decisions being made and some things happening that looked after financially your and I's best interests, but it wasn't necessarily a decision you and I got to make or be a part of it. He was a good enough person to make sure it worked and we were okay, but not trusting enough for you and I to get involved in the yeah. decision on some things there at the end. So it's, it's interesting. I learned a lot there. I also learned too. This was probably the biggest lesson for me, and this happened in two of my partnerships outside of you. It is really, really hard to go into business with somebody when that is their only source of income. Mm. People start making really bad decisions for the business and the partnership if they got to have that money to pay their mortgage that month or take their wife on vacation or be able to afford a personal truck or to put food on the table. 
a partner that needs money and cash flow to support their life and their family does not necessarily make the best decisions, in my opinion, for the business of the partnership. Yeah. And that's something I learned through that that was a really valuable lesson in how I would approach partnerships moving forward. Yeah, and I think that's one of the reasons why, why our business works. It's because from the beginning of it, you just took care of the financial aspect, and I didn't do shady things without telling you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. I didn't do shady things financially at all. I could hey, Chad, this is really shady. I'm about to do this. But you know what I'm saying? It's like there was that just... You, you never had to call me, but hey, man, there's all this money going out. What's it for? What's you know, going on? Never showed yeah. up and there's a truck sitting out there, although I do think the company should buy me a truck soon. Um, I don't even know if we were out of that partnership yet before we were into another one. It was really close proximity. It was close, man. It was close. Because at the time, I remember we had brought on, you and I had this vision. We had brought on somebody else. We had brought on Annabelle. Oh, yeah. We were you and I were going to build this management team of three or four people, you and I yeah. and one or two other people, to manage all these different service industry companies. We had identified, all right, people like our partner, horrible business decision, horrible business financial managers, that and they don't have the resources to pay somebody to be on their team to do those things or to meet these department needs. Let's build a management team and a decision-making team where we can own percentages of service industry businesses and grow them and make them successful. So we had a payroll because of this business of some big picture management team we were doing. So when we got out of that, we had to immediately find something else to plug into, like, which we didn't say, okay, that didn't work. Let's never do that again. Or that was horrible. We're done with three person partnerships. We immediately jumped in another one. That's so funny because you're even saying that. I'm thinking like, I totally forgot that she worked with us then and was a part of that deal. And it yeah. like, made me think of a total another story that I won't share. But uh, but yeah, we did. We had that idea that we'll be the brains behind some businesses and we'll find people that want to do the, the actual work. So we want to, we want to find that guy that would typically be that, that S-quadrant self-employed, like I'm going to do the work. I don't want to grow it, you know, big, build a big business system thing. Or like we'll help with the business system part. We'll help with the... You know the issue like problem solving and the financial side and we can help these guys yeah the decision making the management yeah brilliant idea brilliant idea harder to execute absolutely but our next one did work we brought in a guy we partnered up and we did eventually sell that company this guy realized that the work that we were doing like he he thought he wanted to do it he didn't want to do it that's right he was trusting he was all in he was an an emotional wreck the highs were high the lows were low (laughs) it was just a high level of intensity so much fun like yeah i mean it's uh at one day we're going to make $10 million. The next day we're going under. I mean, he, he yeah. was like bouncing around all over the spectrum, but clearly was able to identify that I don't want to do this rest of my life. Yeah. And we never had a trust issue with him. We no. never had anything where he was telling us something and we were like, eh, I don't know nope. if that's true or not. 100% truth, 100% belief. But yeah, recognize that he recognized it. Guys, this is, I hate this. And we successfully sold that company. We did. We said, okay, you hate this. All right, let's figure out how to position this company to sell where everybody wins. And everybody was profitable in the business and the sale. It was awesome experience. The the business has went on. It has been sold again and is still living and going and growing today, which is awesome to see. We found the daggum miracle of God, found a buyer. It was the craziest thing how we found the guy to buy it. We never listed it or anything. And this guy buys it, so we owner finance a portion of it. That's right. And then a year and a half later, he sells it, 
Yep. And so then when he sells it, the rest of our owner financing gets paid off. It was like, it felt like we got paid twice on the sale of that company. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. It, it was a good experience. Same thing, learned a tremendous amount, learned what we want and our role was to be in a partnership. And man, immediately turned and went after another one. Oh, yeah. We still had our eyes set on we can help the struggling business owner that's trying to grow a business and has never done it before and doesn't know how. We can plug in with that person that's an expert in their industry of work they're doing, and we can make it a scalable business. So we pivoted. We got in the pressure washing business. Yeah. I would historically had a pressure washing company. You had historically had pressure washing in cars and yeah. tanks and vans and, and things. And we were already doing, like, providing that as a service to some of our clients. We were That's right. outsourcing it. That's right. So it made perfect sense. This we whole time, our cleaning company partnership is going amazing. Oh, yeah. And we're using some resources from it to do and partner and leverage yeah, these things and some assets. Days. That's right. Yeah. So we get into another three-person partnership. And uh, this one was even more challenging. Yeah. There, there was a lot of trust in us, but not a whole lot of trust in himself. Yes. And that led to a lot of challenges. And then other things that we learned after the fact that made it even more complicated um, with some personal struggles there. Um, that was a partnership that lasted six, seven months. Oh man, something we like in, that. I think I think when we, once we got out, I think we were in exactly a year. Okay, but longer we, than I thought. We yeah. did have where we were like operating it and really engaged and invested in it for about eight or nine months. Yeah, we bought another truck, we bought another unit, we scaled a two-person cruise. Yeah. We had a clear same thing on that one. We had a clear vision of. We could easily see how to get that to a multi-million dollar company and build a franchise model around that. And we're putting all the tools in place. And he said, whoa, yeah, I don't want to grow that big. Well, like you said. I don't want to have more than two or three trucks. I don't, I don't want to have some big business. Yeah. And that's where you and I were like, all right, let's, let's have some conversations because we have no interest in being a small four-person yeah, we can never Service make our business. money back. No, it's from an investor and from a time leverage of this management team model we're trying to build. This doesn't work. Yeah, and it's so not that, of money. It's, yeah. it's interesting. So with that guy, who I love because I spent so much time with him, we go into these partnerships too. That was the thing. Like you would be providing more of the back end business financial help assistance control, and I would work with the partner. So I'm the one who's working with these individuals one on one to just try to help them develop and learn and grow and all these things to get into the business owner mode. And with that individual, again, who's, who's crushing it, by the way, now, in the same business. Like, so we got out, somebody else came in as a partner, and they're both killing it. It's the right fit. But you're right. He he had an issue. He trusted us, but he had a hard time trusting himself to make the right decisions. And so his confidence and self-esteem had to get built. And because it wasn't where it needed to be, the, the right business decisions that we would say to make as a business weren't the right business decisions to make because of the individual where he was at personally. And again, crushing it now, when we we transitioned out of that one, unscathed in the end. Absolutely. Like we, we didn't profit from getting out of that business, but we didn't lose anything um, getting out of it either. And still have a great working relationship with that business now. They do great work. Like, yeah, the, it's all the, good. You know, the, like the plane landed with the wheels down. Like we were good. Absolutely. The cool thing about that, and this is what I love about all these partnerships is they've continued this. We just identified three partnerships that in the grand scheme of business failed. 
financially we're okay, financially the partners were okay. It didn't work, but it wasn't disastrous either. We've all maintained levels of relationships and doing business together and all these, I'm still performing financial and tax services for people. Um, with this, with that one, we still have a relationship where they're a vendor mm-hmm. doing our accounts for the cleaning company. We were able to connect the new partner yeah, with our old partner to come up with a plan and a scenario and help financially lay out how to make it work for both yeah. of them where they've now partnered, they're crushing it. It's awesome to see. We're still getting looped in on consulting and help with it. We got all our money back out of it, come out unscathed. So it's, we never, we always try to find a way, even in the bad situations, to trust and win and find a way to win, even when it was going downhill, or it was getting rockier, there were issues. And one of the biggest things I see from a, from a client standpoint is when partnerships start getting rocky or things start to fail, people walk out, people turn their back, people leave, people start doing really shady stuff. Where in all three of these, we all continue to work together. And it it was not easy, and some of them took a year to unravel, but we were all still committed to having communication, conversation of how do we all get out of this and feel good about it. And that's a testament to us and the partners and everybody involved. And I think that's, that's the key to us having a really, really good a positive mindset on partnerships and and we've had more that didn't work than did but we still feel like partnerships are the way to go absolutely man one of the things i I think this might have been what i learned in that second partnership when the partner again you know hired hired my replacement in the company i think the thing i learned with that is it it helped me determine the type of person i wanted to be in business and it was like, even if I had a rocky partnership, I wanted to be able to walk away from it with a personal relationship intact. And there's people who can't do that and then because the reasons of the demise of the company were too big, they shouldn't be able to do it, you know? But I just determined, I'm like, I'm not gonna let a bad business move make me not be friends with somebody. Now again, that was just where, I, that was my aim. That's where I wanted to land. And so the, all these other opportunities we've had, these businesses, I stayed there. It'd be easy to get jaded and mad, but going into them, I'm like, nope, if this doesn't work out, like I've told these other people, I was like, I will never quit on you as a person. Our business may not work out, but I will never quit on you as a person. It doesn't mean that I can I carry on the relationship. I don't, I used to do this. I don't chase them down consistently if they're not returning my call. Sure. But any of those guys we talked about, any of them, if they called me, I would answer. If they said, hey man, I just need somebody to talk to you, I'd be like, where you want to meet? Let's do it. You Absolutely. Know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think if we're wrapping this up, I think this is a question I'd ask you. If you were going to go into a new partnership, what are the questions you have to ask and what are the answers that you have to hear in order for you to choose to, to be a partner in an enterprise with someone else? So number one, as an investor, and that's where I like my role to be now. I, I'm very limited on time. I don't have time, but I've had successes in business and there's a lot of things I can bring to the table from an investor standpoint of financial options uh, and also from a business owner experience standpoint of this is what I've learned, this is what I have know that works. I've been through the 10 things that do not work, so let's not go down that road. Let's go down the road of the things that are tried and true in service industry businesses that I know. So as an investor into a business, 
I still have a desire to partner with this young, hardworking, up-and-coming entrepreneur that cares about serving the customer, that cares about like learning all I can learn about what I want to be the best at this. If it's pressure washing, it's what's the best equipment, what's the best way to clean driveways, I'm going to go home tonight and research for two hours the best thing to clean a brick house with. The If somebody's willing to put in the work and the knowledge and desire to be the best, that's where I feel like, okay, they have the desire. Let me share my experience and systems and financial tools to like add fuel to the fire. I can help. They're going to win. This, If I can identify the person that's going to win regardless, this is going to take them 10 years, and it's going to cost them good grief, a lot of money, and a lot of headaches, and it's going to about beat them down and kill them. Man, I can help them win in two years and not go through all those struggles. That's the place right now for me I see being able to provide the most value. But what I have learned in a different approach and the mistakes I have made in going that route is, number one, having somebody, like we talked about earlier, that is their only source of income. They start making bad decisions or they start sacrificing the me and the business because, I, and this is not wrong, but number one to them is their wife and family and their financial, personal decision-making. If they're financially bad at business, I can help them win there. If they're financially bad at their personal life, I'm in trouble because I can help the business financially make good decisions, but if all the money's getting pulled out for bad personal decisions, we're in real trouble. This person, if it's dependent on the business and we have a slow month and the business gets screwed over because too much money comes out, we're in trouble. So I want somebody that that is not their primary source of income. They have another source of income, and that's the side gig you preach. Keep your job, keep your main source of income, start something on the side, then we can have the tools to scale this. You leave your job and get in here once the business is big enough to support it. Number two, I will never ever go in anything where I'm not a majority owner. Being a small percentage owner, I have learned that being a 25% owner, being a 33% owner, you and I have been there, you and I have talked about this, that is the place you don't have the tools you need. I can't have the tools to make the business decisions happen. And honestly, in some cases, fire the other owner for being an employee when I don't have majority interest. I've got a lot of people I liked as a business owner, but they were a horrible employee for the business or the job they were in. They needed to be fired from their role, but I did not at a 25% owner or 30% owner, I don't have the ability to remove them from their spot or to put enough pressure there to move them where they need to be because they can't see the angles and I can. And so I want somebody hardworking. I want somebody that has a other source of income and I want opportunities where I am majority or you and I together are majority decision makers. That is the path of what I see of the type of businesses I want to own people and partnerships I want to go into moving forward. So would you go into a business at 50% or would you have to be 51? Or, and again, if it was me and you going into it, would, we have, would, we, would you go in if we were at 50 or would we have to be 51 for you to go in? No, you and I are different. Um, anything else, it would be 51. I will never go into anything where I don't have the decision making to be 51%. Not that I want to override things, not that I want to. Here's one thing I learned too. I had a business partnership go way bad. I mean, way bad. I got stuck, and we've talked about that in some other podcasts. I got stuck, left with a lot of money, 
and uh, a lot of fires to put out and a lot of issues. Whether I am a 10% partner or a 90% partner, I am still just as financially responsible to those vendors and creditors and loans and no matter what it is. And right now, my position in my life, I got a lot to lose. And some other person might not be in that situation. I had somebody walk out and file bankruptcy and he walked away from everything and left the fires burning and owing a lot of people. For me, I can't do that. But even at a 30% business owner, my name's still signed to the business. My name's still on the line on credit accounts. My name's still on the loan. He filed bankruptcy and walked away. Guess what happens with a bank and a loan? It doesn't mean I only owe half of it yeah. now or I only owe 30%. It's all on me still. So I will always be 51% with anybody outside of me and you. Because if I'm financially taking the risk and I'm taking 100% of the risk, I need to be able to make 100% of the decisions when I need to. Yeah. And that's something I learned through good and bad experiences. Now, you and I are different. And I don't know that I would give this advice to a client or anybody else, but you and I have an interesting relationship where we just trust each other and we make amazingly good decisions together. We don't even talk about things and we make the same decisions. And for you and I, it's just easier. Well, it's 50-50. Yeah. I feel like if I try to 51 you or I try to 60-40 you, and we've recently partnered up this year on a couple of things. And I don't know, it sometimes feels fair, sometimes it doesn't on some stuff. But you and I partnered up on a couple of things this year. And some of the stuff you do more work, some of them I do more work, some of them you put in more time and effort and money, some things I do, but we're just, we're 50-50. And if we try to get outside of that, I almost feel like we start diluting that trust. Yeah, it's like a challenge to the trust. And at the end of the day, what's it matter, man? If we drove this, let's take this podcast, for example. Uh-huh. We're 50-50 owners in some entrepreneurial adventure entity with a podcast. And we bought all the equipment, and you don't even know how much it costs, and you don't care, and uh, we're not making any money. We're not losing any money. But let's say we do get there. Let's say I, I leverage, hey, Josh, I'm smarter than you, or you're smarter than me, or you're a better host, and I'm a co-host. Let's do 60-40. If we're making twenty grand, what's the difference in yeah. ten grand and twelve grand? And on the other side of the spectrum, if we're making ten million dollars, what's the difference in five million and six million? Does it really matter to fight over one percent or ten percent for you and I when we trust each other's decision making? So I feel different about us, and I just there's so much trust in history here. I just like the and it's really the same thing with with Ken and I. We want to do something. We just do it, and we're 50-50, and we figure it out, and where the money's going to come from, and how it all works, and who's doing the work. You know, some people would say this is smart to do. I don't think this is wise to do, but going into things at a different ownership level, to me, would feel like it was like a prenup. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I agree. And I wouldn't tell somebody to get married, well, you need to sign a prenup just in case it goes wrong. I'm like, why would you start your relationship with... Sure. Like, if the trust thing doesn't work out, I'm like, this is supposed to be like a lifelong deal you're doing. But here's the interesting thing. We all know... 50% 50% of marriages end up in divorce. Mm-hmm. 85% of partnerships fail and everybody loses money. Yeah. I mean, the numbers are against us. Yeah. We should have some sort of partnership prenup. We should uh, have some sort of different arrangement of who gets paid when and money and who's putting money in, who's taking it out. Uh, but we don't. We have a trust there and it works. And yeah. I think that's how you approach your marriage and I approach my marriage is, you know what, at the end of the day, I still choose to believe in people. 
And if I believe in you as a person and a partner, we'll figure it out. And we're committed. We're committed to winning. You and neither one of us want to lose. And I don't plan to lose and you don't either. But I'm not willing to win at your sacrifice of losing if the partnership goes bad. Yeah. I think that's a place that, that um, we, we've learned and you and I both approach our lives in. I will say this. If I'm guiding somebody now on something that's a partnership, and if it's in the situations I've been through, it's tough because you want to have the relationship you and I do. But let's be honest, it just doesn't exist in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. And you have to protect yourself. If I were getting into it with somebody young that I didn't know or somebody older that didn't financially have a whole lot to lose, I am going to do things different. I am going to have personal guarantees. I'm going to do background checks. Uh, there's so many things yeah, I learned about big. so many partners, like old substance abuse problems, mm-hmm. old like credit issues, all of this stuff, all these different things that – if I would have just known, it doesn't mean I wouldn't went in business with them. I just protected things and done things so much yeah. different. And I would have approached things different. And here's the other thing I've learned too. I don't have to partner with somebody right away. If I'm going to take all the risk or I'm going to financially build the company or if I got the knowledge, let me, let me bet on a partnership 12 months from now. Hey, man, I'm going to own the company. I don't own the equipment. I'm going to pay you 50% of profits to do the work, but we're not partners. This isn't our company until you prove yourself for 12 months. I've proven myself. I own seven businesses. I've been in this 20 years. I don't think I've ever screwed anybody over. Um, Not that I'm aware of or been told anyway, somebody out there may feel different, but I don't think so. You haven't. So, Trust me. Hey, if, if, that, you, if you're listening and you've been screwed over by chat, email me at josh at theentrepreneuradventure.com. We'll get you on the podcast. Have a that would be awesome, <laughs> that by the way. That would be so neat. Your phone yeah. may start, or email may start blowing up. Yeah, I heard, like I heard, I heard it just then. Um, but I don't know. I, I just see some things where I think I could have protected the business and myself and, and these partners I had. There was never an intention going into it for anybody to lose, anybody financially make bad decisions. But I just see a way I could have protected things and probably buffered it to have made it successful. Yeah. I don't know. But then again, there's not that trust that you and I have. Of, well, let's do it, and we trust each other and figure it out. What's What's the balance there? Is it if you don't have 100% trust, do you not go in business? Or if you don't have 100% trust, you go in business with the controls and barriers that I see now need to be put in place? Man, I, I think when you're looking at the younger generation, so if you're seeing like the – Basically, you're, the roles are reversed now, right? You are yeah. the Ken and John. That That's right. Finance I, the young I, I want to find the Chad and Josh's. I want to find yeah. the hustlers that I can trust. I think if you're doing that, and I don't know exactly all the little details of how um, Ken did it with you, but I think you're right, man. I think that you have to give, you have more to lose. This person's got sweat equity to bring into the game, right? I got an idea. I don't have any money. Like, there's a million ideas you can invest in. Like, it's hard to get money to get to invest in your idea. So when you have that person that's coming in, I, I think that's a wise decision for the financial investor to say, hey, I'm going to own the company and you can work your way into a partnership with hitting these numbers or somehow creating a equity share of some some way, shape or form. Even in that, though, as I'm thinking this, and again, this is coming from somebody like, I'm, I wouldn't say, like, hey, I'm gifted with managing money. It's just that's why our partnerships work so well. Again, I would tell you, man, if you're going to do that based on the things you're saying, that person would have to prove trustworthiness and honesty from the beginning by giving me personal financial records and letting me see them. 
like verify. I 100% yeah. agree. That's right? such an awesome idea. One yeah. Say it, but like, yeah, man, run a credit report. Let's look at it together and talk about it. Let's see what, what kind of assets do you have? Like, I'm not going to share with you all my assets because I got fruit on the tree with, you know, you see the businesses with my name on it and you need my money. If I don't have money, then we can't do this partnership. Right. But what's your, you don't have yeah. any money. Like I need to know how you manage money because otherwise you're going to, if you become desperate, if you don't look after your money, you dang sure you can look after my money. Exactly right. So to prove that part of it, um, I think both of those things are probably wise things. I know for me, man, here's the thing is I'm, again, I'm more on the people side and, and obviously willing to take a bet on if I believe in the person enough. But I think what it comes down to for me is that idea of, do I think this idea is good? The person's bringing to me, mm-hmm. is it good? Have they thought it out? Like, has it gotten have they spent time actually getting to the detail of it? Because I, I come up with 50 ideas an hour that have no, you know, structure underneath them. They're all great ideas, right? When you start building them out, it's where you find the flaws. So that has a, do I believe in their idea? Will it work? Or are they fooling themselves? And number two is, do I believe this person? Not do I believe in them. Like, I can choose if I believe in Like, do I believe them? Like, is it, is, is, does this guy believe what he's saying? Or is he giving me a lot of BS? And man, for me, if if, it, if the idea has merit, makes sense, and I can understand it, and I believe the person, like, no, this dude is who he says he is. I'm more, I'm more willing to do it. Now, I'm not out there looking for business partners to partner up with that you're not a part of, you know? So there's a part of that financial part. <laughs> Same here. Like, I think we've both figured out it takes both of our skills to... Well, we're also not at a part where, point where we're just desperately money-grabbing. Right. And so anything we would want to do at this point is a... Like, Hey, do I really want to do this? Would I enjoy it? Because I make money doing what I'm doing now. I just do more of this and make more money. Like, there's got to be some element of this is going to be this is going to add value to my life to be a part of it for me to be remotely interested in it. Because I don't, I'm not, I don't know about you. I'm not purposely trying to make my life more difficult. Difficult. Ab- or absolutely not. I'm I'm going the other direction. Yeah, That's right. I won't I won't less. All right. Question for you here. I think this really gets down to the meat of. What I feel, I'm interested to see if you feel the same way. Right now, for the rest of your life, will you ever start a business solo, just Josh Melton on your own? Or buy a business, just Josh Melton on your own? Man, I, so I recently have started one that was on my own because it was just like a, it was maneuvering out of a partnership. Right. And the partner Yeah, you kind of had a partnership. You had to take it over. I had to take it over. That's a little different, yeah. But even the energy that goes into that, like it's just not as exciting to me. Mm -hmm. I I love the partnership team. I love feeling, because I will work harder for me and you than I'll work just for me. That's just a character flaw. But it's just the way I'm wired. Like I will run harder when I'm running with a team. Now, most people are actually like this, so it's not like I'm unique to it. Um, People like yourself, you're actually kind of an anomaly to this. You still perform at a really high level completely by yourself. But I just... I'm more, I'm a better person if I have a good business partner. And so I love the idea of partnering. And yeah. um, even outside of that, man, I'm not, again, I'm not scoping the landscape for more partnership opportunities more so than it's like, am I in stuff I shouldn't be in right now? Should I get rid of some stuff? Like, how can I be the best version of myself? And like, what does that look like? And for me, it's the partnership with you is that. It's like, I know that you bring so much to the table for me that would require all this effort to learn and grow skills. And I just don't want to learn that skills. And just the fact from a personal standpoint, the personal relationship makes me better as well. So no, I don't. Yeah. Same here. I don't necessarily want to start the thing that I just started. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) But at the same time, it's more maneuvering thing on there. But yeah, I I could never see the day. I heard you say this probably about a year and a half ago. You're like, I'll never start another business. I'll buy a business. Yeah. And I'm like, I just realized that 
end part of this year. It's like once you can scale your business to a point where you can leverage the brain power that you've developed over all these years of doing all the hard crap to just be the guy doing all the hard work all by yourself. Just for me anyway, it's not as I've done it. I've done the hard crap yeah. before. I don't have to do it now. I don't really want to go back. We got yeah. some friends who just like doing hard stuff for the sake of doing hard stuff. I'm I got not, nothing to prove. I, I got stop. nothing. I yeah. got to prove to myself anymore. I'm yeah. past that. I don't, I don't have to on my back grow something or build something. And, uh, I don't have the desire. I, I love doing it together. I love the freedom of knowing I can leave town and turn my phone off for a week, and I got a partner that can pick up the pieces yeah. if something happens. But I, I'm same place, and I, I thought you felt that way, but we've never talked about it. I I will never, moving forward, the rest of my career life, do something on my own. I will always have a partner, and, and I'm not dying to do a whole lot of other business right now. If 10 opportunities walked in the door, with a third partner for you and I, we'll turn down nine of them because we see more opportunity in what we've already got, not because we're against having a third partner yeah. or, or we've had some bad situations or things didn't win for us. I'm still open to that, and one out of the ten may work out uh, that walk in the door. But it's interesting. We still trust partnerships. We still trust each other. We've learned a lot. We still go down the road of having a third partner and doing all those things. And um, – I think I'm committed and have seen the successes and failures of partnerships, and I just I prefer that route. You have the same, I believe, maybe even higher successes and failures as a solopreneur, and let's go the partnership route and figure it out yeah. together and uh, celebrate the wins together, have somebody else to help you work through the challenges, emotionally pick up the pieces, and sometimes you get to a point you just can't freaking deal with it anymore. You need somebody else to step in. I think that's really cool, um, but I – I value our partnership. I value all the skills that you bring to the table. And the, our partnership has turned into so much more than a business partnership, even outside the friendship and the other stuff and the relationship. But I call you with stuff. I got, I will call my other partners and ask them cleaning company decisions. I will call you and ask you decisions in business with my other partners. Like there's a trust of decision-making and partner guidance in business that we share ideas and decisions with each other and things that we don't even own together. Yeah. And I think that's really cool and something that, that brings to the table for uh, partnerships and uh, a trust of everybody trying to make the right decision to help everybody win. I'm with you, man. So partnerships, I give it two thumbs up. Love it. If you can live through the bad decisions, the bad opportunity. I mean, if you got, honestly, if you just, you had a really bad one that you lived through, you learn a lesson, you move on, you didn't like throw partnerships out. That's right. You just have one bad partner. I made a lot more money with the ones that went well yeah. than the money I've lost with the ones that went bad. And at the end of the day in business, you win more than you lose. So one last thing here to land the plane. We've covered the angle of us as business owners and experienced partners and investors of what to do going into a partnership and what we recommend and what we've learned. If you're the young entrepreneur that needs a partner that needs somebody to financially trust in you that needs help to grow and scale your business what should you do what should you bring to the table what should your approach be what advice do we have for the 23 year old out there working and wanting to be an expert in his industry but he's got nowhere to turn or no way to scale it or no knowledge of what the heck he's doing yeah i mean i so there's there's two routes I see people take in. One is that they partner up with, like I did, I partnered up with just buddies of mine that were peers. Like, 
they weren't really bringing anything more to the table than I was per se. We were in the same stage of life, same stage of entrepreneurial experience. That's what I did. That was all right. Um, you know, that was, that was fine. There's nothing wrong with it. When you and I partnered up, it was, it was similar. You had more business experience because you were already in more businesses. But um, there's two options for people to take. They can partner up with a buddy on, you know, so you're like, hey, I'm, I'm in this with my running buddy here. We're going to do this together. Or if you're trying to partner up, you can look for someone who has the experience and resources to guide you through all the crap you're going to screw up partnering with your buddy. One of those two things. And both of them have their merit. One of them was like, that dude's in the trenches with you. And some of our partnerships, that was one of the things that that guy wanted. He said, I want you guys in the trenches with me. And we're like, dude, we, we don't spend time in the trench anymore. Yeah. We've already been in that. We wanted, like, you want to get out of the trench, which is why you partnered up with us. Not for me to get back in it, for us to help you out of it. I think that's the, if I were going to partner up again, as if I'm 24 years old and looking for a partner, I am looking for someone with experience and resources that I can trust, at least in my first partnership. Let me leverage their experience. Let me leverage some of their resources to, even if I'm at a lower level, if I'm at 35 and they're at 65, like, you, you got time. And it's easy to feel like, well, yeah, what if the business is at 10 million one day? Then they're worth this much more. And I'm, worth, I'm like, dude, your your chances of you being at 10 million, by the way, on your first venture are ridiculously small. Just get started, get rolling, and try to learn as much as you possibly can. You can always pivot. It's our earning mode later. But that first part is when you got the hustle, man. It's time to learn. Learn as fast as you can, as much as you can. That way you can transition into the best opportunity for you. For both of us, you, you are different in that you're still engaged and involved in the first venture you got in. But man, I've had t- tons of ventures. Like this was one of the first ones that I started, but it like morphed and evolved over time with the cleaning company as sure. far as that stuff goes. Most people's businesses are going to fail. Your most your your first venture will probably fail. Just roll with it, go with it. You'll be okay. You'll pivot and learn and move to something else. I completely agree, and I think a lesson there, if I had to instruct this young entrepreneur, this business is probably going to fail. Investor money, experience businesses fail more fail than succeed you think you know what you're doing you think by partnering having funds it's going to fix everything money doesn't save businesses yeah never has never will so for the young entrepreneur number one it's probably going to fail and you're going to feel trapped whatever you do get that investor their money back oh yeah do good you go get a job at walmart do whatever you do you pay a hundred dollars a week Get that investor their money yeah. back. They will trust you forever. They may not make a dime, but they didn't lose. And as an investor, that's the number one priority. If you want to do anything in your life and scale it big, you're going to need investors, whether that's partners, whether that's the bank, whether that's a reputation, you've got to have credibility. So whatever you do, don't let that invest. If you bring on an investor, don't let them lose. It may take you yeah. 10 years. And, and I had a situation one time, it took me like four years to get somebody paid back, but it happened and I paid them back in full. You've got to make that right. Number two, if you're choosing to take on a partner that is experienced and you're going to, to get out of the trenches, blindly do what they say. Yes. Don't question, don't get their opinion and go do something different. Don't feel like you know more. Don't feel like they don't understand. They're not out here every day doing the work. They don't know the type of person I'm dealing with. They don't understand the client. Do what they say, blind faith. Do what they say, trust everything they tell you. Do it and you will win. I cannot stress this enough. People engage in experience and partners and use other people's money and they don't do what they say and they lose 90 
98% of the time. And the only reason you wouldn't do what they tell you to do is because you lack trust. That's right. Is he trying to get one over on me? Is he telling me, well, you know I, what I'm saying? What is it? It's like, no, just that dude, he just gave you dollars. Like He he is betting on you. Yeah, he's betting on and you. And you're betting on his experience and knowledge and using his money to do it or her money to do it. Yeah. Follow what that person's telling you to do and go that route and don't question it. And communicate as transparent. Experience is so valuable because experience can fix problems. If you as an entrepreneur are not sharing your problems with your partner or your experienced investor, you're an idiot. Yeah, They've been down that road. They know how to fix those problems. They can take five days of stress off of you in two sentences sometimes. Like, the emotional weight of that problem is not the same. Like they, no, they can lift it a lot easier than you can. Lift absolutely, because they lifted it before. Right? Yeah, share the problems, share the struggles. They don't. They're not expecting some rosy, beautiful business and get a check every Friday and nothing ever go wrong. So, I think if a young entrepreneur follows the tips you gave and some of the things we shared there, there's a huge uh, chance of success on, on all levels. Oh, I, I've love doing this podcast on partnerships you and I talking through it hearing some of your feelings and thoughts and uh definitely just if anybody wants consulting around a partnership or thinking about being in a partnership together give us a call you know I would love to go to lunch or sit down and talk to them more about it oh, yeah. and uh and share what we think the approach should be because we have engaged in a successful partnership for over 10 years now and uh it's been a huge win for me yeah send us any questions you guys have you can email either one of us uh josh or chad at the entrepreneuradventure.com it's very difficult to spell that get your dictionary ready but uh josh or chad josh at the entrepreneuradventure.com just in case i confuse anybody i have a personal email Not josh and chad at the entrepreneur we don't share an email address so uh send us your stuff but again as we say as justin will say here i think on the outro uh it's all about sharing sharing the adventure with someone the entrepreneur adventure is definitely better when you share it with someone else thank you for joining us for this episode of the entrepreneur adventure if you enjoyed today's conversation please be sure to like and subscribe to the entrepreneur adventure wherever you listen to podcasts also be sure to check us out on the web at www.theentrepreneuradventure.com and follow us on facebook and instagram as well and remember The entrepreneur adventure does not have to be traveled alone, but is a journey to be shared. We'll catch you next time on Entrepreneur Adventure, where we give you the tools to climb higher and faster than ever before.